Hello there. I'm Pat Spaulding, and tonight it's my pleasure to interview two of our storytellers who told this evening, Marianne Pernod and Erica Skoglin. And um, Marianne told a story about being stuck in paradise, so uh, not here. And <laughs> Erica, well, I'm only saying not here because tonight is not a paradise night. It's rainy. And many of our stories were actually about discomfort. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, hence, the theme was being stuck. And Erica talked about a childhood story of um, being stuck on her first overnight, which she just didn't plan for and didn't want to do. But now, we're all adults here, and we've got big histories. We're going to share a little bit about what's been going on and what you two women are doing. Um, I'll start with Erica. Erica is doing some improv now, um, along with a day job, which is for Haven. Mm -hmm. Now, does Haven involve puppetry at all, or is that separate? Yeah. Okay, there's a lot of <laughs> overlap. <laughs> overlap. There's puppetry involved, and and storytelling, and work with domestic violence. And um, I'm kind of curious how you got from wherever you were, and involved in puppetry and um, came here to Haven? Yeah. How did that happen? Uh, it was mostly luck. Um, I worked for a really, really long time um, doing environmental education. Um, and I was doing uh, lessons with kids. So I'd work at camps where I'd be with kids, you know, seven days a week or five days a week in the woods. And we'd do lessons on, like, ecology or whatever. And we'd have campfire skits. And um, every week, the teachers at the end of the week would be like, oh, this person was such a great teacher, and that person, oh, your lessons were so great. And my feedback was always like, your campfire skits were really funny. And I was like, thanks. What about all the lessons I taught the kids? And they were like, yeah, funny. Um, and so I was like, maybe I should do something with that. Um, and so I tried to do some theater, and they were like, we need your headshots and your list of things you've been in. And I was like, campfire skits. And they didn't seem very um, excited about that. So I ended up finding a job um, with a puppet theater down in, outside of DC. Um, and they were like, you know, we're just looking for someone who is enthusiastic and can do some voices. And so I went down there and I, I tried out and I got, um, I got accepted and I worked there for two years and we traveled all around. Um, we would go to different, different places for a week and we'd do school shows. So we would travel up to New Jersey and spend a week in New Jersey doing school shows. Or you said this was Blue Sky Puppets? Blue Sky Puppet Theater uh -huh. right outside of DC. Um, and then we do festival shows and stuff on the weekends, and it was really amazing. And I learned all about puppetry, and I used rod puppets and hand puppets and bunraku, which are like tabletop Japanese-style puppets. And um, it was super fun. And the two years ended, and my husband said, I want to go back to New Hampshire um, to go to grad school at UNH. And I came to DC with you, so you're going to come with me. And I was like, great. Um, and so I came up to New Hampshire, and I was like, what am I going to do here? Uh, and I was like, puppet jobs, those don't exist. What, what year was that for puppet jobs? Uh, approximately? Yeah, two, I don't remember. 2000s or? So, it was beyond 2000, yeah. Oh, yeah, puppetry really took a dive after. Yeah, that was when I started. There, like, <laughs> nobody's interested anymore. Uh, so, so I was like, how am I going to find a puppet job? So I did some random stuff, and, and then I saw an ad for, it was SAS at the time, so Sexual Assault right. Support Services, yes. yeah. um, and they were looking for an educator, and it said that they use puppets. And I was like, what? 
Uh, so I went, I went in and interviewed, and I was like, do you really use puppets, or were you just kidding? And they're like, no, we use puppets a lot. And I was actually the first puppeteer that they'd ever had there. Everyone else just kind of learned and did what they did. So I was the first person who actually knew anything about puppetry and helped, with them, skills. helped them like build up the puppet part of what we did. Um, but honestly, it's funny because one of my coworkers, whenever we have those meetings where we're all sitting around and we're supposed to introduce ourselves and talk about how we started working at the organization, and she was the other educator, and they'd be like, so Emily, what brought you here? And she was always like, oh, it was a passion for the topic, and she'd go on and on about the topic, and they're like, and Erica, what brought you here? And I was like, well, I like puppets. <laughs> Campfires. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it honestly could have been teaching about anything, and I would have been excited, but the, then I learned a ton about the topic, and, um, so now, as an educator, so I'm a violence prevention educator. Um, I go into schools. I'm in schools four days a week um, throughout Rockingham and Stratford wow. County. Okay. Um, we teach kids kindergarten through high school. Um, with the little guys K through four, we use puppets to teach about personal body safety. Um, and then fifth grade and up, we do things on uh, images in the media. We do um, stuff about consent, about victim blaming, um, about sexual harassment and bullying, internet safety. Um, that kind of stuff, all really interactive. Um, we see about 10,000 kids a year, mm. which is awesome, except that there are 40,000 kids in Rockingham and Stratford County, so we need, we need money. We always need money so that we can hire more educators so that we can get to... Um, That's get a pretty good kids. percentage, though, one-fourth. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. and we are busy, and some of our programs are multiple-day programs, like our eighth grade um, is a three-day series, and our seventh grade is a two-day series, so we're... You know, some middle schools are humongous, and we're there for multiple days seeing all the kids. Because um, we do them in classrooms, so we're, it's not like an auditorium show. It's personal mm -hmm. classroom by classroom presentations. Um, and they're really effective, and we've done surveys to see, you know, we've seen that our, our eighth grade program is statistically significant. Um, and we know that the puppet shows work. We know Well, that yeah, kids, it's character appeal. I, yeah. I did puppetry for years and years in the schools, so yeah. um, it was about... Um, belief in the character and the kid would trust and under, you know, be interested in the character way more than they were. I never did so much straight storytelling in the school because it was me and I look like another teacher. But if you bring up a yeah. puppet, there's something different. It's not just a teacher. They love the puppets. They'll talk right to them and, yeah. and yeah. it's amazing. And we know that kids will go to the Child Advocacy Center after we're at schools and, and we'll hear about them coming and disclosing abuse because of seeing us and right, hearing so that they can talk about it. Right. So that's pretty interesting um, <laughs> how you got here from there. But there was a, a DC connection between you two. And yeah. Marianne, <laughs> can you describe a little bit about your history? You've got some history in Washington, DC. Marianne is a photographer. And um, how did you get here from there? Um, I was a, uh, in D.C., I was a secretary at the World Bank, and after typing draft of redrafts of redrafts, uh, it was just, it was just nothing fulfilling. Mm -hmm. So I would tell everybody at parties, because the first thing people say is, what do you do? And I say, I'm a photographer. And one person believed me. And oh, great. He, and he, he wanted a warehouse photographed before and after he was going to make a, a furniture shop out of it. So I said, sure, I'll be there Tuesday at 4. Didn't know the first thing about photography, so I went into the Yellow Pages and I hired an architectural photographer. I did that for six months. I just hired photographers. It was easy getting the jobs. 
but I didn't know anything about it at all. So you were kind of a facilitator. You weren't actually taking the photographs at No, first? I was not. I was just watching to see what they did and if I liked it. Oh. So um, eventually, I ended up photographing phonograph needles, baby shoes, modeling, and, and then my, my, my first husband introduced me to George McGovern. And that started the whole political thing. Uh, it was fabulous because it was easy access. And I became a freelance photographer. For so by then you were taking the photographs? Yes. Okay. I, was, I, I found out I was more of a people person rather than baby shoes. Yeah, okay. And um, so I graduated. Carl Albert, I don't know if anybody remembers the Speaker of the House, Carl Albert, or uh, Ted, Ted Kennedy. Okay, I remember or, him. Um, Senator, you know, and I, I was invited by one senator to even photograph the Watergate hearings. Ooh. So, you know, I was in the thick of things. It was I guess. fabulous, fabulous. And um, after doing that for about 10 years, I said, gosh, I'm photographing everybody else's accomplishments. Where am I? I.e., I wanted to be a mom. So I decided to become a mother and come up here with our son. My, my first husband's from here, so I said, I'll come up here when he's ready for kindergarten. I did not want him to grow up in D.C. And we opened up a restaurant here. Uh, the, uh, it's where Polka Diablos is right now. Mm -hmm. It was called the True Cafe. What was it called? Petronella. No, 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 no. That was Marianne. There was another Marianne. Oh, oh okay. It was uh, the Grill and True Blue Cafe. And we had a comedy club and blah, blah, blah. And that kept me here. Well, I'm here. I'm still here. This was in 1984. And, and I had my hand in photography the whole time. Now, you said in 1973 that you um, worked with Ansel Adams for a little while in Yosemite? Um, one of the, I was an assistant to a photographer in D.C. I helped him with his printing. Mm -hmm. He said, why don't you go see Ansel? <laughs> why don't you take a workshop with Ansel? That's when he first started the workshops. So I called and they said, sure, come on out. And it was a two-week, and I didn't know what he was talking about. I didn't know what an F-stop was, and I was just, I was just Oh, this there. is before you got into it in, right. in D.C., right? Yeah, okay. right. And so they invited me back to become uh, the li liaison between the students and Ansel's group. So I was kind of the, the go-between, like field complaints and... Again, the people person. Right, aspect. exactly. Yeah. It's wonderful. And that just catapulted into all kinds of wonderful things. And National been, parks to D.C. Right. To here. Right. right. And telling stories now. You've got a whole backload. Um, I do. Because uh, photographing a lot of politicians, they're, they're, they're just like us. And it only takes them two... Say minutes. it isn't so. Well, we're not talking about that one. <laughs> okay. Okay about the current ones, but I, they just want to be noticed. Okay. I found that out That's quickly. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. they're all. Yes, and um, Erica, I would just had a question that I was going to ask you about. Oh, you said that you were in an improv troupe. So along with puppetry mm -hmm. and storytelling, um, you're honing your skills with improv and I suppose that that would feed what you're doing, your work with the kids, because you've got to work on your feet. You don't know the, the response. You'll have to re reply in character. Yeah. And you can't figure that out ahead of time. 
No, I do a lot of improv. Um, yeah. And then I snuck into an improv workshop with a friend of mine who won. She won it through something. She bid on something and she won it. And she's like, I'm going to this improv workshop. Do you want? And then I was like, oh, I'd like to do that. And she's like, come along. Maybe they won't notice. And so I did. <laughs> Um, and, and did they notice? I, I would they think did, they but they were, they were excited. They were like, great, another person. Uh, and so then I tried out for the group and, uh, and got in, um, even though I didn't really have any improv experience, any like real improv. Because improv is way harder than, like, there's a lot of rules to it, even though you'd think that there weren't. Improv um, scares me. It's a, uh, I it scares me. for over 30 years, and I am frightened of improv. Yeah. No, I find it scary Yeah, as I like well. to know what's going to happen next. Yeah, I do really well when it's character-based improv. Like when I can become a character and play as as that person, I do much better than when it's just like freeform games kind of thing. Um, oh yeah. But then, so I also dabble in other acting stuff, um, and I do puppets at night, like adult, like inappropriate, completely different than what I do during the day puppets. Where? Which is at Seacoast Repertory Theater. I do a lot of stuff, oh. and at the Players Ring. Oh. Um, I was in Avenue Q. Oh yeah, um, oh, sure. which is puppets, but right. really no, that's appropriate. It's not inappropriate. inappropriate. It's not. I mean, I okay. wouldn't bring my kids. <laughs> no, you don't have um, to bring your children. Or all right. Ah, uh, um, and so and then I've done a lot of other stuff like Madhouse and things like that. Um, and I'm going to be in Rock of Ages Good. in May at Seacoast Rep. And there's puppetry so. in that. There's. There's one, I have one recurring character who seems to show up in everything. Uh, she's a bad idea bear from Avenue Q, but she's, uh, she's popped up in pretty much all the shows that uh, Brandon and Ben, who are the mad men who direct many of the things I've been in, she kind of pops up in all the shows because uh, she's very... Uh, a bad idea bear. She, yes, and she's exactly wow. what you'd think I she would be. I worked with a bear for a long time. <laughs> it wasn't such a bad idea. She is pink, and she's got a big marijuana leaf on her chest. She I've looks like a care bear, but she her. lights up. Yeah. Uh, and they, she just seems to fit in a lot of shows. Yeah. So, uh, and she, people love her. She gets cheers when she comes out. And so, okay, that's incentive to go check this out. You should. Rock of Ages yeah. is going to be amazing. It's okay. amazing. All right, that's good. Yeah, you should go. When's it? When is it happening? May. I should know this, May 5th through the 28th, I believe. It's every, like, Thursday, fr Thursday Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There's a couple Wednesday shows. At Seacoast Rep. At Seacoast Rep. Okay. And, Marianne, what's on your docket of late? Well, no, I'd rather tell you what I've been doing uh, to keep my, my hand in photography because my, hus my husband yes. ran the restaurant. And to keep my hand in photography, I would photograph groups of people. My first exhibit was Notables and Quotables, like Jamie French and um, uh, Joe Sautel and lots of people. And then I did The Farmers. I got a grant from uh, Stonewall Kitchens because they started at the farmer's market, so they contacted me for an exhibit which is now hanging at um, Fresh Market. Oh. The black and white photographs there. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. And then I photographed uh, the women business owners in town. I thought there would only be 12, but I ended up with 48. Nice. And yeah. my latest project was um, the chefs of Portsmouth. Uh, we have some really powerful chefs that have been recognized. And what I did is I called them up and I said, I'd really like to photograph you in front of your refrigerator at home, open door, and with, with, the, with your kids and your dogs and your families, just to show people you have a life. Oh, nice idea. Yeah, it was well received. It was at the Seacoast Rep for a long time, and uh, now it's in my attic, but it's on my website. And um, 
that's what I'm doing now is making, and then I also put out a book about Portsmouth, a scavenger hunt of architectural features that nobody sees or always walks under but never notices. That sounds, that sounds great. Where can that book be found? Um, River Run. Okay. What's or the Discover Portsmouth Center. Sure. They have, yeah. yeah, they have a bunch of them. What's the title? Uh, Portsmouth Looking Up. Portsmouth Looking Up? Yeah. Scavenger hunt around Portsmouth. What a great idea. And it's only t eight tenths of a mile, and kids love it because they find their own. You know, they run ahead and they find their own. And uh, with it, it, I describe the building, historic aspects of the building. So I'm, I'm trying to, you know, because I can. I, I can do stuff now. So you two have both stepped into um, what you're doing now by just figuring out, all right, I'll try that. You know, it's not like, oh, I've got to get all experience. I've got to go to college. I've got to get a degree. It's right. like, hmm, that interests me. I think I'll see what happens. Right. That's very brave. I, I like to hear those stories and, um, and meet examples that... Uh, <laughs> That, that show us how, how that's done. I've got to say, I kind of fell into my career, too. So falling into your work, do you feel that your work is your work in the world? Like, it's not like going to a job. It's like, this is, yeah, this is what I do. Yeah, it's my legacy. Legacy? OK. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love my job. Yeah. And you have effect of, you affect, you help a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's important, and it works, and it, it's changing kids' yeah. lives and hopefully making the world a better place. And, right. you know, our mission is to end violence, and prevention is a huge part of that. So the fact that I get to use puppets to do it, is, it just it's makes fun. it even better. It's fun. Um, but yeah. It all started at a campfire. It all started, yeah. How many years ago? Uh, 25 That's it? years ago, that. maybe, was the first when I first started working with kids ago. at camps. Wow. That's right. And um, so, Marianne, if you've got any words that you'd like to give the folks out there about... Uh... Yes, just say yes to everything. I mean, the way, the way I got Jimmy Carter as, as a gig, I, um, I received a call from Mary. I was part of her group. Marianne, I'm having a fundraiser for Jimmy Carter. Could you come and photograph it? And I said, absolutely. And that parlayed into a, 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 a fabulous uh, event, the zenith of my career. Wow, just say yes to everything. Well, not everything. I mean, <laughs> no, no, I mean, I was actually thinking of that totally as a good thing. Yeah, be selective, but you know, like you said yes, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, just don't be afraid of it. You can always say no, you can always walk away from it. Yeah, don't get stuck with maybe. Right. Just say yes. To everything. Just do it. Getting stuck. That was, that yeah. was a good... Yeah, that's right. Way. Don't that get stuck with maybe. Just say yes to back. everything. Yeah. Well, thank you, Erica and um, Marianne, for being guests here on True Tales Live. And we hope to hear some more stories in the future from both of you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. True Tales Live on PPM-TV is made possible through the generous support of Artists Collaborative Theatre of New England, Act One, presenting outstanding performances of Stories with Heart at the West End Studio Theatre in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. For further information, contact 603-300-2986 
or on the web at act1nh.org. With additional support from Pat Spaulding, who really wants to know, hey, what's your story?